Did you like my yawn? I did. <clears throat> at least it was. I was just about to say, at least it wasn't a cough. Wow, Megan, fired. <sighs> I'm firing you from the podcast. <coughs> Jesus. I only cough when we record, dog. Only coughing when we record. It's so dumb. It's okay. I love you and I forgive you. Thank you. Today, we're learning things. <laughs> I'm learning things. Um, hello, and welcome to episode four of Hot Messes of History. Uh, I am Crystal. I'm Megan. And today we are going to be, actually, before we talk about anything, I want to talk about the fact that we just launched our podcast last week and holy moly, Batman, it's been really cool. It really has. I've we, been like super giddy for a week. I know. <laughs> I can't, I can't stop listening to it, which makes me feel kind of bad because I'm like, that's super conceited, Crystal. How dare you? But then I'm also like, we're funny, dog. Like, <laughs> Look, I've literally told everyone, like, listen Ow. to my podcast. I'm funny. Yeah. We're funny. We are. We are. It's very funny. And I've, I've been like looking at our um so we're using buzzsprout as a hosting site and i've been looking at our statistics on it like literally every single day and i'm just i get so excited because the numbers just keep climbing and i'm like holy moly batman it's so cool (gasps) we don't have any new patrons yet but that is okay we're only on day like four of it being out so um if you're interested in being a patron (laughs) we'll plug this at the end of the episode but just keep that in mind while you're listening today um help us quit our jobs sorry I, like, have something on my arm, and it itches, and I don't know what it is. It's your tattoo. It shouldn't itch. You've had that long enough. Uh, am I about to pull the ink out of my skin? What is happening? I don't know what's happening. Okay, anyway, sorry. Well, the tattoo shops are opening up now, so... Make... Yeah, I have to get my nose re-pierced. Oh my god, I just <clears throat> noticed that you don't have a nose ring in. I was crying in the shower and knocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I traded nose rings... I'm sorry, rings that's with... not funny, but it, it is. It's funny. When I did traded... this happen? I... Gosh, I tra- so I traded nose rings with Hunter when he got his pierced. If you remember when he got his pierced, I do remember that. So I gave him my hoop, and I was like, "Fine, I'll just wear a stud, and I'll just." This was pre-COVID. Yeah, because so like, he got his pierced like the last day they were yeah. open. Yeah. So I was like, "I'll just give you my hoop, and I'll just go buy another one. Like no big deal." So then I was in my feels, so I took a shower, and I wiped my face, and my nose ring came out. Oh my land! And it's been since the beginning of all this COVID stuff. Yeah. So, like... Two months now. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know how... I'd, I'm a terrible friend. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You don't have your septum anymore, right? No, I took that out. A while ago, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Which made me sad, because you are one of the few people that I feel like truly pull off a septum. Oh, thank you. I'm going to get you re-pierced, I think. Okay. Do it. Yeah. I mean, you can well, always hide it if you don't want it. Right. My hoop was too long, mm-hmm. because my other one fell out, mm-hmm. and, like, I just felt like it looked weird, mm-hmm. but, like, if I get it pierced with, like, the standard jewelry, mm-hmm. that's when I think it looks good. Yeah. I guess so, that. I love dainty jewelry. Um, same. Same. I'm a big fan of minimalist jewelry. Those, like, big statement jewelry pieces that became a big thing, like, a few years ago, I'm like, that would make me, one, feel super claustrophobic, and two, it's just not my style. It's not my style Some people can pull it off. I cannot. I am not, yeah, I'm not one of those people. I don't have the personality for big, chunky, colorful jewelry. I cry too much. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong, and also, same. Um, Also, um, so I think it's really funny because today we're going to be talking about Henry VIII. The only thing that I know about Henry VIII is it was a song that went viral on TikTok. Oh, from six. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was going to talk about that. I want to give a shout out to my best friend, Danny, um, because she is obsessed with the musical Six, which if you don't know, listeners, Six is a musical based on the six wives of King Henry VIII. And it is, while incredibly historically inaccurate in some ways, um, not... (laughs) 
It's really clever because once you listen to this podcast and learn about all the different wives that we're going to talk about and then you listen, it's actually super like they did really, really well and it's really creative. Um, But then like at the end of it, that's not how it went. (laughs) But I mean, obviously, it's that's just how musicals happen. But anyway, it's a great musical and it did go viral on TikTok. You're right. But also it's a really good Showtime series called The Tudors, which is actually I haven't finished The Tudors yet. Um, We're in the middle of watching it, but it's... From what I've seen so far, it's actually pretty accurate. There are some, like, dramatic things that didn't quite happen that way. But even just some language that King Henry was known for using, they use in the show. And I'm like, all right, I I, I appreciate a well-done historical drama. Because I am who I am. (laughs) And I also really love the show Rain. And the show Rain, while being incredibly entertaining in terms of storyline, is also incredibly frustrating to watch as a history major, especially their costuming because some stuff is from like the 15th century and then some stuff is from like the 18th century and then some stuff it straight up looks like they walked down to hot topic and bought it and just costumed (laughs) their their crew with it it's it's painful but it's good um well it's painful but it's entertaining if you're not super like yeah if you're not the kind of person who would uh, bitch about I probably costuming. wouldn't notice. Yeah, exactly. It's funny that we're talking about it because uh, Henry VIII was super obsessed with having um, male children. And also, I just talked about the show Rain, which my cousin Lindsay is also obsessed with. We used to freak out about it together and like not watch it together because I lived in Virginia and she lived in Tennessee at the time. Um, but we would like text about it. And there was this one day where she was like, oh, my gosh, I just started watching the show. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm watching that show, too. What episode are you on? And we were both at the same time over 300 miles apart from each other watching the exact same episode of the show i love that and i like she had posted something on facebook about it and i was like oh my gosh you watch the show and she's like yeah what episode are you on and i was like oh this one what episode are you on we were like what in the world were at, at the same time we were watching it and the I was power like, wow. of cousins man. right <laughs> and also the irony of him being super obsessed with the male heir um she's currently in labor um giving birth to her son oh yeah i know they induced her last night and i I thought they were inducing her at midnight, but apparently they were inducing her at 10. So at midnight, I sent her a message that was like, good luck. Happy induction. <laughs> and she'd already been in active labor for two, two hours. hours. But then she texted me this morning and she's like, this is going to be a long ride. And I was Aww, like, oh, poor baby. I know. So well, after this comes out, she'll already be done. Congratulations. Hopefully. Yeah, right. Congratulations, Lindsay. And uh, I can't wait to meet him. I'm not going to say his name because it's her baby. But uh, I hope that your labor was smooth. It doesn't seem like it is already, but yes. I'm I'm proud of you. You created a whole human, and for that, you deserve congrats. All the congrats and <laughs> all the gifts and all of the super greasy food that you're going to be allowed to eat now. Yes. So excited for you. Anyway, we'll just dive right in. I'm um, not going to lie to you. I, I could make a four-part series out of Henry VIII, because <laughs> if anyone in the world fully encompassed the idea of being a hot mess, it was him. <laughs> he... Oh... We'll just get into it. All right. So go, going to go ahead and cite my shit. Uh, I use Encyclopedia Britannica, Biography.com, Ancient History Encyclopedia, which is ancient.eu, and also an article that I found on How Stuff Works, an article titled Top 10 Heads That Rolled During the Reign of Henry VIII. So if that gives you any indication of how this is about to go, then just buckle up and get ready. I can't wait. All right. So Henry VIII was born June 28th, 1491. So he was a cancer. Right? I, you know what? As much as I love astrology, I don't know my signs. I'm pretty sure he's a Cancer, which I feel like he'd be more of a Gemini. But I was gonna say, I don't. Just from what you've told me, I'm pretty. 
<laughs> he seems very... <laughs> Every Gemini that listens to the show just immediately turned it off. I think my um, mom's a Gemini. Oh, hi, Megan's mom. Oh, we haven't said hi to our parents yet. Oh, hi, parents. Hi, parents. Every episode. Hi, mom and dad. Oh, we didn't say good morning spiders either. Oh, we suck. We do. We really... We're gonna... You know, it's only episode four. It's only our first public... Or, no, it's only our third public episode. You're right. We'll get to it. We'll get there. We've we'll figure get our, it out. Our groove. Our groove. Also... <laughs> It is important to note that um, I've been super, super sick for the last two days. Yeah. And everything on my... It's not like COVID symptomatic. Don't worry. I'm not going to give Megan anything. But I do feel like I'm dying and my entire body hurts. But my used to be second, now third job is reopening this weekend. And I'm picking up shifts there this weekend, which I'm really excited about. Um, So this is literally the only chance that we're going to have to record. So I'm sucking it up and we're doing it anyway. But I'm super excited that you get to go back to work. Dude, I can't wait. Come see me. I'm closing Saturday and Sunday. There. I will try. <laughs> I'll talk to them whenever I go back. I need to make sure that I'm actually going to be back like on regular hours and stuff because this is, today is their first day open and tomorrow's my first shift back. So it's going to be. I feel so, so bad for all of my restaurant friends today mm-hmm. and for the following day. I feel mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. Like, good luck. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. You know what? Here's Here's how I feel about it. I think it's going to be great because I can't wait to go back to serving. And I, I really have enough hope in humanity to think that people are going to be amazing because they're going to be so happy about the world kind of returning to normal. Man, I don't know. I, I really just genuinely don't know. Just like people are kind of terrible shitty to us. You know, oh, we're yeah. one of the only places open right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, in the job we currently have, I'm thinking more like I'm hoping that we're going to get a lot of activity from our regulars. Yeah. Who have been just waiting and Most waiting definitely. and waiting and waiting, you know? Most definitely. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping, I know there's going to be the occasional Karen, but also just a PSA if you are re-entering the world. Um, remember, don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's Will Wheaton's law for life. Don't be a dick. Um, and he is a smart man. So listen to him and also listen to us because we're saying. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> be, be nice to people. And also tip them well. And because, also wash your hands. And also wash your damn hands. <laughs> That's the end, Megan. God. Okay. <laughs> I threw off my groove. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thought my mom had texted me again. She didn't. It was Gray. Oh. Hey, Gray. Hi, Gray. If you listen to this, Gray made our uh, logo and we love him. And he's such an amazing person. He's such an amazing person. I love him so much. Okay. Um, all right. So let's dive in. He was born on... Oh, we already said that. Oops. Is he a cancer? I think he's a cancer. I'm not going to bother looking it up. He was the second born son of King Henry VII, but he had an older brother named Arthur. So how... Yeah, right? I don't know. It does. It just seems wrong, right? Like, usually you well, would think you're first... I was you're first... Your first born. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I was thinking of that right. Yeah, I know. I was confused about that, too. But no, alas, it is true. So his older brother was named Arthur, and then he was born Henry VIII. Um, but Arthur died at the age of 15 in 1502, and therefore was not able to take the throne, as would have been his birthright. Did you say why he died? Or um, how he died? You know, I can't remember. <laughs> There's, again, that's okay, I can look it up later. There's so much information. Again, I could make a four-part series out of this. Yeah. Um, so there's so much stuff that I had to cut out that I would have loved to talk about because I am obsessed with the Tudor lineage. Um, Henry, Mary, Elizabeth, we are going to talk. We're, Mary's going to get her own episode one day. Um, don't you worry. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just obsessed with the Tudor lineage in general. So I there's a lot of stuff that I wish I could have talked about that I couldn't. So yeah. And also, normally I would know the answer to those questions, but no, I that's feel fine. terrible. Yeah. So. No, I can look it up later. <laughs> We'll, we'll post a redaction on Twitter again, even though I haven't touched our Twitter in like a month. Oops. Oops. <laughs> I need to get on that. Um, all right. So Henry ascended the throne in 1509. So his brother died in 1502 and then his dad died in 1509. And so he ascended the throne um, just before his 18th birthday. So he was only 17. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, 
oh honey don't it gets worse <laughs> he was and also um his younger brother dying at 15 will come to learn that boys born in the tutor line just have a hard time yeah we'll get there uh so he was very fond of sports and was well educated in theology and in the arts he was really fond of music and he even wrote songs that like people in the kingdom like sang what which, a guy right well no <laughs> what a yeah it well i mean you could say what a guy and be like, what a guy uh, what or, a guy or what a guy <laughs> i keep expecting you to say whataburger even though i've never lived in the midwest and so i was gonna say we are definitely eat. east coast yeah i, I don't actually <laughs> we have cookout here <laughs> god cookout. oh boy um so he was super tall have you you haven't listened well you've listened to the versions of six on tiktok so you that's know the, the one only... that's like tall strong henry the yeah supreme king or head head of the church of england i don't know it's a song um it's really so he was like tall and built and super athletic um he had red hair and a beard later photos of him portraits of him not photos they didn't have those in the 1500s crystal um but later portraits of him would find that he it doesn't they don't really portray what he was like when he was younger when he was younger he was like built and athletic and strong and hunka hunka kind of dude do you see pictures of him now when he was like he actually kind of like average well he kind of reminds me of the actor that plays robert baratheon in game of thrones i feel like the tutors is really good because they cast this really i feel like they cast a really good character for him when he was younger but i feel like if anybody was ever going to redo the tutors they should cast the guy who played robert baratheon to play him in his older years because he got i'm just giving ahead of myself but he got bigger and he just we'll, we'll get there but he was not always the tall strong henry the eighth that the writers of six wrote about oh wow um yeah he did not age well so in its early rule he married the spanish princess catherine of aragon in 1509 so catherine was originally married to his older brother arthur um but special permission was obtained uh by henry the seventh so his dad from the pope to allow henry the eighth to marry her in order to maintain good relationship with spain um henry the seventh was a pretty unpopular king but he still left a relatively peaceful country for his son to inherit henry was charismatic henry the eighth um was charismatic and could be a very enjoyable person but he was also known to be pretty volatile um the court learned to give him what he wanted quickly as two days after his coronation he arrested two of his father's ministers and had them executed on suspicion of embezzlement amazing yeah so but actually all right well (laughs) i'll just say that so nonchalantly amazing we'll we'll, we'll get there It, it his dad was thought it's hard because uh, another thing is like ages and time frames and stuff like that get a little weird because this was almost 500 years ago or over 500 years ago so things get kind of lost in the mix and stuff but it was said that his dad was like super super obsessed with building up the royal coin it's perfectly plausible that they could have been actually embezzling money yeah maybe yes um but as we will learn henry wasn't so much worried about um fact or evidence when ordering execution of people um so yeah so the numbers vary it is estimated that henry had tens of thousands of people executed during his reign yeah i've seen numbers that are in like the 20,000s. i've seen numbers that are in the 50s and 70s yeah um he ruled for 36 years and i was gonna add that was my next question after i kept yawning i don't know why i keep yawning it's okay i i didn't sleep i know i'm boring you that's okay neither did i i was dying dying all night (laughs) but i think it's really funny because have you ever heard of queen mary who was called bloody mary no okay so queen mary who was his daughter again spoiler alert she executed approximately 300 people during her five-year reign and she was was called about to say okay that's not as bad and then you said five years and i was like okay okay let's, let's do some comparison all right let me pull out my calculator 
and do some math. Oh my god. So, if she executed approximately 300 people over the course of five years, then she executed approximately 60 people a year. Is that a lot of people? Absolutely. But let's say that Henry... Let's pick a number. Let's let's just say that he did 10,000. That's on the very low ball spectrum. I did not see a single number that was less than 20,000, which is why I said tens of thousands. But let's just low ball him and give him the benefit of the doubt. So if he executed 10,000 people and over the course of his reign, years? and he ruled for 36, 36 years, then he executed 277 people a year. <gasps> so Mary got the title Bloody Mary for executing approximately 60 people a year. And, and Henry was just tall, strong so Henry VIII. Okay, so if, okay, so if we put these numbers back to 20,000, oh. which is, you said you saw nothing lower than that, and yeah. we're not giving so, him the benefit of the doubt. No, so actually, if we're not giving them the benefit of the doubt, we're going to do 50,000, because that's the median of all the numbers that I saw. So we'll say 50,000 people over the course of 36 years. So that's 1,388 people per year. Yeah. I don't know what noise just came out of my mouth, but I feel like that really describes how I'm feeling. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. So, but they called Mary Bloody Mary. It's fine. We won't talk about how it's probably... 1,000. 1,300. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Not... I mean, they were a eventual family uh, but also mary had other reasons for executing people not that they it makes it okay but like henry would just execute people for whatever mary so was she like justified her executions yeah i mean i don't really feel like execution it, it was it 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 was religious persecution so like not justified it's like explained but not excused if that makes right. sense yeah, like okay, henry okay. henry would just execute people for whatever mary's was all trying to bring england back to a catholic country but again mary is She'll, she'll get her own episode one day, don't worry. Um, probably rather soon, because I'm really on a Tudor family kick right now, which yes. I always am, but because we're watching the Tudors, I'm just like, oh, God, yes. I want to talk about them all day long. All right. So, Henry enjoyed lavish entertainment that ate into royal reser- reserves, and although he wasn't a skilled warrior, he enjoyed involving himself, Red England, in military affairs. Um, Henry sought counsel frequently in his early years as ruler, especially from a select few people who were basically running the administrative parts of his kingdom entirely for him. Henry never gave up power, and ultimately he had control whenever he wanted to enforce it, um, but he just kind of let other people do all the legwork, and then he was like, I'm the king. Right. Love that. <laughs> um, so Thomas Wolsey was a good friend of Henry's, and by 1515 was appointed Archbishop of York, Lord Chancellor of England, and Cardinal of the Church. He will be important later on. Uh, all right, so actually he'll be important pretty quickly, because now we're going to talk about Catherine of Aragon. Um, Henry and Catherine married whenever they were very young. Uh, the same year that Henry took the throne. He was 17, right? Yeah. And Catherine was just a couple years older than him. I can't remember exactly. But again, she was his brother's wife, his brother's widow, I guess. Okay, okay. Um, and then the Pope granted them permission to become married because their marriage had never been consummated. So they thought. Oh? Yeah, well, so I think. We'll get there. <laughs> um, so Henry and Catherine suffered a slew of miscarriages and stillbirths. Um, they only had one surviving daughter. That would be Mary. <laughs> um, born in 1516. Uh, Henry was not unfamiliar with extramarital affairs. Shocking. Shocker. <laughs> what having, a guy. <laughs> what a guy. Having two major mistresses during his marriage to Catherine. Um, their names were Mary Boleyn and Elizabeth, also known as Bessie Blunt. So Elizabeth gave birth to his first, albeit illegitimate son, Henry Fitzroy, um, who was given a title, uh, the Duke of Richmond, but he died very young and also would not have been seen as a suitable heir in any case because he was illegitimate. Henry did, however, give him a title because he was so excited to have a son, you know, right? Um, because that was like his big thing was he was so obsessed with having 
a male heir. Um, The birth of his bastard son further pushed the blame on Catherine for the fact that he did not yet have a male heir. So Henry, not one to take any amount of blame upon himself, and who was already pretty much bored with Catherine, convinced himself that her inability to give him a male heir was due to the warnings of Leviticus like the Bible, yeah. Um, against marrying your brother's wife. What a guy. Oh, <sighs> what, what a guy. What a guy. Yeah. So Henry soon set his sights on Anne Boleyn, who was the younger sister of his former mistress, Mary Boleyn. Yep. Yep. Oops, <sighs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. Right. I wish I could see my faces because my faces are just saying a lot. Yeah, I understand that. We are not drinking wine today, friends, because... No, we both have to go to work. We both have to go to work and I am also dying. So lots of water, <clears throat> lots of hydration. Just cough again. Megan, you're fired. <laughs> I can't, dude. My chest is so congested. I'm so sorry. My allergies, man. I'm so sorry. The pollen. The pollen. It be real. It do. That rumna. No. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right. So Henry soon set his sights on Anne Boleyn, the younger sister of his former mistress, Mary, and he undertook what became known as, quote, the king's great matter. Um, and began to seek an annulment of his marriage to Catherine by stating the issues of Leviticus to Pope Clement VII. <laughs> so basically, he was like, hey, dude, I don't really like my wife. And also, she can't give me a son. She keeps having stillbirths and miscarriages, and now I have a daughter. What are, what are women good for? Nothing. Um, <laughs> I mean, look I mean, look at us. <laughs> That's a joke. We're amazing. Um, so he was basically just saying... I, I want an annulment because I want a son and she's obviously not going to give me one and it's her fault uh, because she was my brother's wife and they consummated their marriage. So it's against the laws of God, <laughs> even though I've been adulterous in my marriage, which is also against the laws of God. But it's OK. I'm allowed to be a hypocrite because I'm the king of England um, in 1500. Just a quick round of applause for, for that King Henry. What a guy. So the Pope, however, even though, like, Popes were usually pretty much in this time, the, from what I gather, they pretty much just kind of did whatever the kings wanted them to do. Yeah. Because they were like, if I stay in good graces with you, you're going to stay in good graces with me. This is the 1500s, and we don't really have morals. That's not true. They kind of did. But this Pope, Pope Clement VII, um, he refused, partially due to his desire to stay in the good graces of the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V of Spain, um, because he was obviously... A super important person. He was the Holy Roman Emperor, um, and he was Charles V of Spain. Let's remember that Catherine of Aragon was a Spanish princess. She was his aunt. These family trees. Yes. So, the Pope was... That was part of it. That was part of it. He didn't want to piss off Charles V, who was, one, the Holy Roman Emperor, and also Catherine's nephew. And two, he was reluctant because Henry's marriage to Catherine was granted as a result of papal power. If we flash back to whenever Henry VII got special permission from the Pope for him to marry her. Yeah. It was a papal decree that allowed him to marry her in the first place. And he's like, I'm not going to turn around and say, hey, just kidding. That last Pope was a dumb. And now, you know, you don't have to be married to her anymore. Um, And also the law of Leviticus was not deemed applicable as Catherine swore her marriage to Arthur was never consummated. And this was further upheld um, and believed because of how young they were when they were married. Right. Catherine fought hard for her marriage, but was sent away from court and was kept away from her daughter, Mary. So lots of emotional issues for Mary there. She was pretty young. I don't remember exactly how young, but pretty, I think, like in her teens. Now, the title of this next section is So Many Thomases. (laughs) There are so many in this story. The first one we've already talked about, Thomas Wolsey, the aforementioned chancellor from uh, 1514 to 1529. He was the man in charge for getting Henry's marriage annulled. Uh, When that didn't happen, Henry arrested him for treason and he died of natural causes awaiting trial. Yep. It's not funny. Oh, no, it's not because this 
poor man died, but also. But like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't get me a divorce? Cool. Treason. Dead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean. Dead. D-E-D dead. Did It's, it's. Because he was going to have him executed anyway. Is like, you can't get me. <laughs> what, the, what the heck? So in the... <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> you should be. It's a very upsetting story. In the Tudors, it portrays that he kills himself. But it, everything that I read just said natural causes. So I'm going to say that that's probably true. And then Look, next. The this, this sound on TikTok is canceled. I don't like cancel culture, but the sound on TikTok is canceled. No, Henry VIII. You're not strong and tall. You're a... A coward. <laughs> Cuck-ass bitch. <laughs> Don't come for me. Henry VIII's he's, he's ghost. He's super dead. I said his ghost. Oh. The ghost of Henry VIII is the gonna come haunt us. Ghosties. But, you know, this is actually the only um, instance in which we probably aren't gonna have to worry about somebody coming for us. Which, I love that. Yeah. That's great. It, it's, it's a real weight off my back. <laughs> <laughs> Same. After Thomas Wolsey came Thomas More. Um, he was already serving as an advisor to the king. These are two different people. Yes. Okay. That's why they have two different last names. Well, again. I thought you were saying, like, he became... Oh, like... no. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. he died and then came back as a man named Thomas More. Maybe that is what happened to me. That's why there are so many. I think in the end, there's, like, six. I'm going to just keep my little fingers up so I know who's who. Yes. So, Thomas More, who was already serving as an advisor to the king since 1518, then became the chancellor. Um, but he made his disapproval of the king's annulment very clear. And when the Supremacy Act of 1534, which made Henry VIII supreme head of the Church of England, which we'll get to, um, when that came about, More refused to swear to it on the grounds of his own religious beliefs and the verbiage in it, no, in the verbiage in it that went against the Pope. Uh, More was then executed for treason in 1535. Yep. But take, take a drink. <laughs> take a shot every time King, King Henry VIII has someone executed <laughs> for treason yes or adultery we'll get there too um, so now we're going to talk a little about the English Reformation because I just kind of got ahead of myself a little bit so in 1532 Thomas Cromwell became the main advisor to the king another Thomas um, Thomas number three right now uh, because T3, T3. <laughs> isn't that how they measure like baby's clothes yeah Oh, nice. Uh, I've never had a baby. I don't know. But I have <laughs> nephews and soon to be a little baby second cousin. I've never had a nephew. Never... <laughs> I was going to say, I've never had kids, just like you were trying to say. But, but you I've... have a brother. Yeah, but I've also never had nephews. <laughs> oh, well, so, I mean... they're fun. So, oh, where were we? All right. Cromwell became the main advisor to the king and was the big driving force behind the entire English Reformation. Um, well, kind of accidentally. So it began as a means to give Henry VIII a divorce from Catherine of Aragon and allow him to marry Anne Boleyn, and it turned into separating an entire church and creating an entire church. You've heard of the English Reformation, I'm assuming. Yeah. Literally all started because Henry VIII wanted to divorce Catherine of Aragon. What a guy. Yep. Great. So, you know how, like, Helen of Troy was the face that launched a thousand ships? Anne Boleyn was the face that separated the Holy Roman Church <laughs> and created the Church of England. Amazing. Amazing. What a, what a, what a gal is Anne Boleyn. Tall, strong. No. Henry. He's canceled. Okay. But it's still such a good... If you listen to the whole musical, it's actually super girl power, and we love it. Man, but I just... I can't... 
get that song out of my head. Oh, I'll make you listen to the whole thing later. Thank you. I hate TikTok. You're welcome. <laughs> no, you don't. I don't at all. You're such a liar. I know. Um, so basically, the English church separated from Rome and became, quote, a spiritual department of state under the rule of the king as God's deputy on earth, end quote. And that quote came from the Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh, this allowed Henry to divorce Catherine, and in 1533, he married Anne Boleyn in secret. Later that same year, she gave birth to, the, to her first child, a daughter named Elizabeth. Um, in 1534, he granted himself an annulment from Catherine. So... Why is he like this? Yeah, so it... it oh, it gets so much better, because now we're about to talk about Anne Boleyn. Yeah. So, um, took him six years to finally get the annulment. Six years. What? Yeah. And we're going to see how he just pissed that all away. <laughs> So Catherine of Aragon, she's she's gone now. Yeah, she went okay. and lived the rest of her life miserably and being separated from her daughter and eventually died. Um, some sources say of cancer, but of course they didn't know what cancer was in the 1500s. So. Oh, that's so sad. It is really sad. Catherine deserved better. Uh, wow. Yeah. Justice for Catherine. <laughs> Justice for Catherine. Um, so in the six or so years that it took Henry to get his <clears throat> marriage to Catherine and old, Anne Boleyn refused to sleep with him. What a girl. I know. We're proud of it. Um, they did live together. How did he take, but can we just backtrack just a second? How did he take six years to have an annulment? It took you six years to separate an entire church and create a new one. He started, so he started the process and he was like, hey, I don't really want to be with Catherine because she can't give me a son. And I've met Anne Boleyn, who I would really like to marry. And the Pope was like, hey, you can't do that, dummy. But isn't that the, isn't the point of an annulment to be quick? Well, that's the thing is he, so the Pope wouldn't grant him an annulment. Because he didn't okay, have any, okay, okay, yeah, okay, he didn't okay, have any okay. grounds for an annulment. So he had an annulment when it shouldn't have actually been an annulment. So he he created the Church of England. He completely left the Catholic faith, made England its own church, and made himself the supreme king of the Church of England. Okay, so yes, he did give he he gave himself an annulment <laughs> when it shouldn't have. Th- that's why I was so confused because yes. I was like, that's not how an annulment works. Yeah, sorry. But, okay. Yeah. No, you're good. You're I, good. I think I was unclear. So the Supremacy Act that I was talking about earlier, um, that was the act that he put into place that said, "Hey, the Church of England is its own thing now, and I am the overruling body for it." And that was why Thomas More got executed because he refused to swear the oath to that supremacy act and to the king as the head of the church of england because of his religious rights and he was like i don't want to risk my soul in heaven for my soul on earth so i'd be fine and was basically a martyr for his cause um so it took him about six years to separate the entire church and finally marry anne boleyn um and in that time she refused to sleep with him they did live together but she wanted any children that they had to have no question of legitimacy and also likely didn't want to end up just another one of his mistresses like her sister mary um she was dead set on being queen so she wouldn't sleep with him uh finally she did uh, just a couple months before they were married and finally agreed to sleep with him and she conceived their daughter elizabeth they were married in secret after that, and then that caused a whole bunch of other problems for the church, and that's kind of what, like, finalized the split, and then he officially annulled his marriage to Catherine. They married and had Elizabeth in 33. He officially annulled his marriage in 34. Some people say that she finally gave in because she thought that that was, like, one surefire way to get rid of Catherine forever, even though she was already banished from court, but there could have been a lot of reasons. Right. So I said that she conceived who would be their daughter, Elizabeth. She gave birth to her later, um, the same year that they were married. Um, that was her first child and their first and only child together. Um, after Elizabeth, Anne suffered two miscarriages and Henry became bored of her and was frustrated that she could not give him a male heir. Do we sense pattern here? 
Yeah, it continues. We're on wife number two. There's so, six of them. And but but that's only two children, correct? Yeah. So he has Mary Elizabeth with, and Mary. Yeah. Okay. So he has Mary with Catherine, and then he has Elizabeth with Anne. He soon set his sights on one of her ladies in waiting, Jane Seymour. However, Henry, in order not to lose any more support from his people than he already had, uh, needed a good reason to divorce Anne, which his advisor Thomas Cromwell T three very quickly produced with no evidence. Cromwell produced charges that were more than probably false against Anne of adultery and incest. Oh my god. Yeah, so he claimed that she had had affairs with multiple men at court, including her brother. And on May 15th, 1536, only two years after officially granting the annulment he had worked so hard for, for Anne, Henry had her put on trial. Also, let's note, May 15th, 1536. What is today? Oh! May 15th. 2020, 484 years ago to the day that we are recording this, Anne Boleyn went on trial for adultery and incest. Um, Four days later, their marriage was annulled and declared invalid, thus also declaring their daughter Elizabeth illegitimate. And on May 19th, 1536, Anne Boleyn was beheaded. Let's talk about it. May 19th is Tuesday. Oh my so gosh. listeners, you I know. Okay, so originally... Did I'm, you do this on purpose? No, but here's the thing. So whenever we... Whenever I originally started doing research for episode four, we were not going to do it on Henry VIII, but I changed my mind for a slew of reasons. But I was in the middle of watching an episode of The Tudors whenever I decided to change it. And I was like, you know what? I'm obsessed with The Tudors and Henry VIII is already on our list of podcasts to do. So let's just go ahead and do Henry VIII. And then as I was doing research, I saw that and I was like, oh, wow, that's coming up really close. And then I looked at May 15th and I was thinking, wow, that's going to be like, because we were originally going to record yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I was like, that's cool. It's going to be the day after we record. And then I looked at May 19th and I said, wait a minute i'm pretty sure that's tuesday which is when the episode's gonna drop and so it wasn't planned but it is fate so 484 years to the day listeners that you were listening to this Anne Boleyn was executed and this is just your casual reminder henry the eighth is trash <laughs> he set the bar for men being trash <laughs> he really did we had henry the eighth and then just nothing ever got better <laughs> not all men are trash mine's a good one here's a good one i'm not gonna lie Anne remained regal to the end, and denied all charges brought against her until the very, very, very end. She never once gave in, and because there was literally no evidence, I am inclined to believe that she was 100% innocent. Um, also, she's played by uh, Natalie Dormer in The Tudors, which, if you are unfamiliar, also plays Marjorie. This sounds really good. I'm going to go home and watch it. It is really good. What is it on? It's on uh, Netflix. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a Showtime um, original. Also, <clears throat> I just want to reiterate once again. Like King Henry VIII is trash. It's trash. It's absolute trash. Yes. So now let's move on to Jane Seymour. All right. I'm actually kind of a fan of Jane Seymour. I was also kind of a fan of Anne Boleyn. I was going to say, they all three of them. I know. All two of them. I know. He he really is just... Trash. So 11 days after Anne was executed, Henry married Jane Seymour. Uh, However, she never got the chance to be officially coronated or crowned queen as she became pregnant gave birth to Henry's first legitimate male heir. We have a son. We have a boy. His name is Edward. Um, He was born in October of 1537. Um, But unfortunately, and tragically, complications with the pregnancy and the birth led her to her death only nine days after he was born. I know. It's really sad. That is so sad. It is the saddest. But the baby lived. Baby did not live. Baby lived a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I told you. The men of the Tudor line just really have a rough go of it. Baby lived a little bit. <laughs> the 
That's my favorite. Sorry. That's my new. That's the new merch I'm making in Animal Crossing. Baby lived a little bit. It reminds me of uh, what's that movie where she's like nobody puts baby in a corner. Dirty Dancing. Lindsay would be so disappointed in me for not knowing that. Yeah, know. it, yeah, it's dirty dancing. It is. Um, we're talking about Lindsay a lot. It's because she's currently in labor, and I just want to like. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. I'm so proud. Well, I guess whenever you're listening to this, you won't be in labor. Hopefully, good God. Could <laughs> you imagine <laughs> four days of labor? My mom was in labor for like two and a half days. Are you serious? Yeah. For you? Yeah. Good God. That explains Megan. why I'm so stubborn. Right? For real, jeez. <laughs> I don't or know. It might how... have been a day. It might have only been a day. I don't remember, but it was a long time. I don't know how long my mom was in labor for me. I don't think it was that long. I was her second, and also I was a C-section. Oh, yeah, no, I'm the, the oldest. Yeah. My sister, I think my sister had to be an emergency C-section, which is why I had to be a C-section. Mm. Yeah. Dang it, Tiffany. Ruined it for me. Wow, Tiffany. Wow, <laughs> Tiffany. I know she's listening, which is why. <laughs> Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. I love you. Um, all right. So um, before her death, Jane, Jane seems to be like the most wholesome character in this whole thing. So before her death, Jane encouraged peace in the court and even worked hard to convince Henry not only to bring his daughters, both of whom were now declared illegitimate, back to court, but also to reinstate them in the line of secession. Um, Because after he annulled both marriages, he also declared both of his daughters from those marriages illegitimate. Um, Yeah. He's like... Great dad. No thanks. (laughs) That, that's like definition of no thanks. No thank you. No thank you, no thank you. But she managed to convince him to bring them back to court and reinstate them in the line of secession. Henry and the court mourned Jane's death for a long time. Yeah. And Henry considered her to be his only true, quote unquote, wife, as she was the only one who ever bore him a son. Which is stupid. But also... I'm glad that that's what made him love her. Right, exactly. So he was he was a sad boy. He was supposedly. A, he was a very sad boy after Jane died. Yeah. If we're looking at the comparison, every time he's annulled a marriage thus far, he's already had another woman. That's true. In line, um, of course, he wasn't annulling his marriage to Jane, but even still, he usually turns around really quickly. After Jane died, it took him three years. Oh wow. To marry again. Yeah. Oh, so a yeah. Soft spot for the trashy men. I know. I know. We have a soft spot for Jane. Yeah. And for Edward, her son. And not Henry the Eighth. And not Henry the Eighth because he's garbage. Oh, I was going to say trash. 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 <laughs> Bad trash. Not even a good trash. It's like, good trash. You know, like a fancy Metal trash music? can. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the garbage can that's been kicked in and like... Oh, gosh. Smells bad. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, those like old metal ones that they use in like WWE wrestling and <laughs> stuff like that. The fake ones. <laughs> the fake ones. Yeah, It's like the dumpster behind our job. Yeah. Yes. No, He's... that one's that one's not even that bad. I've worked in some wrong. I've worked in some restaurants have some raunchy dumpsters. Really? And Yikes. he is the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. All right. Amazing. Amazing. Way to go, Henry. You really created quite the legacy for yourself. I mean, here we are, almost five hundred years later, talking about you. So I guess, but we're really it's not here. a good one. Okay. Yeah. Lots of people have legacies. <laughs> they don't always want them. Um, <laughs> all right. So now we're gonna move into Anne of Cleves. Another thing, he had. So this is four. This is wife number four. Okay. And Anne number two. So he has six wives. A1, A2, wife four. Yeah. So this is A2. This is A2, wife number four. So Henry and his advisors were adamant about securing his succession and so set to work on finding him another wife to bear more children and also to secure political alliances as was Thomas Cromwell's goal, which we will come That's to T3, learn. correct. It's T3, okay. yes. Um, this is like playing Battleship. I know. It's... it's... <laughs> <laughs> or like a... Uh, wizard's chest 
and knight to a four you know wizard's chess isn't a real game it's in harry potter oh, i was like i've never played that have you ever seen yeah, harry potter? yeah yeah okay yeah it's the one where you like tell them where to go and they go and then at the end of the first movie yes. all three of them have to yeah and then ron sacrifices himself and he hits the, the knight and then he falls to the ground screaming and then hermione's like no and then harry has to say no we're still playing. <laughs> I'm sobbing because Harry's an idiot and Ron's a sweetheart. <laughs> Ron is such a good noodle. All right. Sorry. Rupert Grant. I love you. I um, just had a baby. I'm sure he didn't have a baby, but. Oh, not his wife or his girlfriend. Whatever. Oh, my gosh. They had a baby. That's weird to think about. I still think of him as a baby. Right. And that, I'm pretty sure those movies, the oh, first one came out the year I was born. 97, yeah. Yeah. Oops. Oh, well. Sorry. I'm an old soul. <laughs> and as we discussed in episode three, we were actually born in 1990 so that we could solve the case of John Benet Ramsey. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, um, Anne of Cleves was suggested in part due to Cromwell's desire to develop a Northern European alliance to be the new wife of King Henry VIII. So, a painter was sent to create a portrait of her and bring it back to the king. Now, I've heard different stories of this. The story that I always thought was that Anne had a sister and that Henry... A2, correct. That's who we are speaking about. Yes, A2. Okay. Anne Boleyn is dead and gone. She's, she's oh, done. Oh, yeah, she's dead. She's dead. I forgot. Yeah. So Anne of Cleves, I had always heard that she had a sister and that Henry sent out a painter to paint portraits of the both of them. He brought them both back to England and then Henry picked Anne because he liked the look of her better. Now, all of the sources that I used all only talked about Anne. Hmm. So I don't actually know if I just, if I just heard that it's like a wives tale or something. I don't exactly know. So he, he sent out a painter. Painter brought back the portrait. Henry was like, oh, yeah, she's cute. I'll marry her. Yeah. Um, however, when she was brought to court, Henry found that the portrait had been more flattering than he thought her to be. <laughs> and he hated her. Um, he even went so far as to call her a Flanders mare, which I don't really know what a Flanders mare is, but I'm imagining something like a horse. What a guy. Yeah. So that, that sucks. But he still married her. He still went through with the marriage. Um, he married her in 1540, but he divorced her quickly after six months. Um, and it seems to have been a mutual thing. She didn't really like him either. Why couldn't they just, why couldn't they, he just have all these bastard children? Like, I'm not saying, like, he what should mean? be having bastard, but, like, why is he putting all these poor women through? Oh, instead of just, like, finding Mr. J- because uh, bastard kids can't be in line oh, to the throne. you're right. Yeah. The only reason that Jane was able, well, I mean, I guess, since he's a supreme head of the Church of England, he could probably do whatever he wanted, but he also wanted to keep the good graces of his people, which was becoming increasingly more difficult after the uh, Reformation because he, um... It's trash. Well, yeah, he's trash. And then also Cromwell was, like, burning monasteries and gutting them and selling their riches and stuff like that. And it was, yeah, it was really bad. There were, like, riots and rebellions among the people. And Henry was not super popular at this point. And so at the very least, he could at least keep his marriages and his children legitimate to try and keep the people in line. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. They mutually agreed to divorce after being married for six months. And she, she probably got the best deal out of all of them. She was given the title of, quote, the king's sister, given a castle, and plenty of financial allowance to be able to live out the rest of her life peacefully. So he said, hey, I don't think you're pretty. And she probably said, hey, I think you're a dick. And yeah. he said, cool, let's get married. Now let's get divorced. Here's a castle. Here's a title. Here's some allowance. Go live your life and leave me alone. So when he didn't actually kill. No. Wow. No, she died of, I think, natural causes. She just lived out. She, she's the only one who outlived Henry was his final wife. So, so we've got they, two more. So they didn't have a child together. No. Okay. No, they didn't. After that, um, Thomas Cromwell, being the one who pretty much convinced Henry to marry Anne of Cleves and 
who Henry hated so much. Uh, this is kind of the end for him. Because of the king's dislike for her, he was arrested and executed. For treason. I don't know. It didn't say that, but probably, yeah. Again, I don't really think he needed a reason. Take a shot um, for every time. Take a shot for every time Henry is trash and executes somebody. You'll get alcohol reason. poisoning super quickly. So yeah. don't do that. Drink responsibly. <laughs> um, so Henry was now spiraling. He was becoming paranoid. He was being really secretive. He was super suspicious of all of his like his friends, even his closest counselors. Um, and he was a lot more temperamental than usual. And some other stuff happened that we'll, we'll get to. Um, so now we're on to wife number five. Want to take a guess of what her name is? It's one you've heard before. Jane. No. Catherine. Yep. So there. So I was trying to guess Catherine first, but then I forgot. So I just <laughs> went, name. To, went to my roots. So we have <laughs> <laughs> Catherine is technically the roots, but my other roots. I mean, we stay in all of them. None of them deserved. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, m- maybe not this one. Um, well, she. We haven't talked about her yet. Yeah. No. Well, we'll learn. It's okay. So this is Catherine Howard, C two. All right. Battleship. <laughs> <laughs> Like in Battleship. <laughs> we should make a Battleship board and just put, like, dots on all of the things and see what it looks like. Um, all right. So only a couple of weeks after divorcing Anne of Cleves, again, quick turnaround. Henry, who was now 49, married 19-year-old Catherine Howard. And some some places that I read said that he was 50 and she was 20. But some 50, 50 and 20, 49 and 19. Still yes. It was a 30-year age difference. Only a couple of weeks after divorcing Anne of Cleves, Henry, now 49, married 19-year-old Catherine Howard, who was Anne Boleyn's first cousin and the lady-in-waiting at the court. So he just had a real big thing for ladies-in-waiting and the Boleyn extended family. Catherine was so well-liked by the king due to her youth and vibrance, something Henry now lacked in his later years. Um, (laughs) That's my... I didn't take that off of anything. That's my sentence. I wrote that garbage. Um, No, that's good garbage. I was, I was in, I was like trying to write like I wanted to talk. Yeah. But then I also kind of wrote like I was writing an essay <laughs> and I kind of hate myself for it because I'm taking a Western Civ class right now. So I'm kind of writing like my textbook reads. I love it. <laughs> it's just annoying. A series of sporting incidents had left him with a harsh wound on his leg, like a pustering, like super gross. Yeah. Um, Did he lose it? No. <sighs> Unlucky. No, but he kind of lost a will to live, so... <laughs> We get it. He didn't deserve a little bit. That's true. So it left him with the harsh wound on his leg, and he gained weight dramatically as he aged uh, because he was unable to participate in sports like he used to, but he still continued to eat the way he used to with a lot of really highly fatty You know what? Um, That's the only meats. thing we agree on. <laughs> Food. Food. I'm just looking him up. For the you don't eat red meat, Megan. Yeah, not often. Oh, I thought you didn't eat it all. He ate... Uh, that was his big thing. It was what like a super... gross man. Yeah disgusting ah! um what are you looking up oh him oh his picture yeah ew yeah <laughs> it's been so long since i've looked at him oh god yeah but do you see what i mean how like would you, how are you gonna let someone that looks like this be a dick to you <laughs> okay sound that's like you are too good to cry over a boy that looks like a spaghetti noodle i mean <laughs> you're too good to cry over a man that looks like henry the eighth what the hell i even let someone that looks like that be mean to you yeah like i, I bully people like him. <laughs> megan <laughs> megan he does just kind of look he looks like he's he looks like he's an asshole. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I bully the bullies, you feel me? Yeah. I would definitely have bullied the shit out of him. I, I, you know what? 
Um, not that we promote bullying on this podcast. Be nice to each other. Uh, but also uh, justice for the people that he has wronged. And I, I appreciate that vigilante idea that you have. Thank <laughs> and you. It's even more like sad because apparently he was like a hottie in his younger days. No. If and, he looked like that, no. Well, <laughs> anyway. Um, it's okay. Uh, he got so large, actually, that he even had to be moved by various mechanics created at court. How do you not? Like a wheelchair. The the wound on his leg was like, it It was weird because I think it was like a jousting incident, but I thought that he had, yeah, um, he had a prior injury that the jousting incident just exacerbated. Yeah. And it was like, he, by the time he died, he was covered in like pus filled boils oh, and yeah, like, he couldn't even move. So it makes sense that, you know, that's kind yeah, of where he went. I mean, it makes sense, but also... But also, like, I, I'm not saying karma's real. I'm just saying she's a bitch. <laughs> karma's definitely real, and she definitely came for King Henry, Henry VIII. Yes. So again, Catherine was really well-liked because she was young and she was exciting, and he was like, yes, I am now young and exciting again. Um, but this didn't last long, as she was found to have been adulterous. Um, uh, however... They I did. mean, if I, I was going to say, if my <laughs> husband looked like that, I would be too, but I'm well, not like that, so, so I can't no, make that joke. No, you're not like that at all. <laughs> but then also, it was, so there was actually some proof this time. Um, so one of the guys that she was actually said to have had an affair with was also named Thomas. Um, Thomas T4. T4, Thomas, he doesn't stick around long, that's all I have to say about him. Um, Thomas Culpepper. Uh, but it was also said that she was fond of having relations with men her own age. Um, but the thing that really got her was a love letter written to Thomas Culpepper that was used as evidence against her in court, and she was executed executed in 1542, less than two years after they married. God bless. Yeah. Um, Could you imagine just, like, real time if we were still, like, beheading people for being oh committing adultery? Oh my gosh. Holy shit. Every ex-boyfriend I've ever had would have to be beheaded. <laughs> a lot of people that I know would be beheaded. Oh. I mean... Can we bring- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're gonna bring that back? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop joking like that. Oh gosh. Guys, don't don't be mean to each other. Yeah. Don't behead each other. Don't behead <laughs> Please don't behead each other. <laughs> oh my god. Don't try to execute each other. But all I'm saying is if someone is like King Henry the Eighth, bully him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't it's like that show Dexter where I've never actually seen Dexter. My parents love it. Where he like is a serial killer that kills serial killers. Yes. Yeah. I. That's the thing is I bully the bullies. Vigilante justice, right? Yeah. Well, no, that's not what vigilante justice is, is it? I like, don't think so. I think Batman is more vigilante justice. I bully the people who deserve to be bullied. Like Robin Hood. Steal from the rich and give to the poor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you're not stealing or murdering. You're just <clears throat> being ragey, which is part of why I love you. I have so much rage. You do? I was actually told at work the other day, he was like, yeah, you're one of the only managers that has a manager voice. And I was like, The new GM said that? Yes. I was like, <laughs> thanks, I hate it. He hasn't heard me get to use my manager. Actually, let's not lie. I don't like being mean to them. I don't either. So I don't. I have too much rage. <laughs> so now we move on to wife number six. Do you want to guess her name? Ding, ding, ding. Is it a repeat? Yes. Is she Jane the third? Is no. the second? No. Is it Catherine the third? Yes. What the? Yep. Frick. Catherine number three. C3. C3. <laughs> I just... <laughs> when I listen back to this, I'm I'm making a fake battleship yeah. thing, and yeah. I'm going to send it to you. We absolutely should. Please do. That, yeah, let that be our first fan art. Fans, get, send us fan art of battleships with all of the uh, T's and C's and A's and everything. Please. Please. Um, and I mean, Henry was Henry VIII, so H8, there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so wife number six was Catherine Parr, 
Um, she was the third Catherine and final wife of Henry VIII. She was a well-educated widow who was the daughter of a woman named Maud Green, who had served as a lady-in-waiting to Catherine of Aragon and named her daughter after the queen. So his sixth wife... Is named after his first wife. Yes. And was born while his first wife was queen. So, like, he was the king of England already whenever this lady-in-waiting had a baby. God, that's... Yeah, she was in her 30s. Um, when he was in his 50s. So, like, he took okay. the crown... Real- yeah, it's not as gross as, like, the 17, 19, whatever. Um, but still pretty young. So, at the time of their marriage in 1543, Catherine Parr was more mature than his previously chosen wives. And Good they... for her. Yeah, right? Um, I mean, she was in her 30s. He was, right. you know. Um, they had a relatively uneventful life together. They did not have any children. And they just kind of lived out the rest of their lives chilly and then he died um yeah Catherine did outlive henry but only by about a year and a half uh, i read somewhere that she died of childbirth but i th- so i guess she might have gotten remarried after henry um but i also only read that in one place so i don't know how legitimate that is so now let's talk about the death of king henry the eighth on january 28th 1547 at the age of 55 henry died he spent his last days weeks months years who knows covered in boils mostly unable to move <laughs> Um, yeah, he is buried in St. George's Chapel in Windsor Palace alongside Jane Seymour. I know. I hate him, but right? Like, Jane. But also, all of them deserved better, so. Most definitely. Yeah. But why Why specifically Jane? Because he considered her to be his only, quote, oh. true wife, because she gave him a sign. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, so after his death, Henry's only living and legitimate son, Edward, took the throne when he was only 10 after Holy Henry's passing. What? Oh my god. Yep. Could you could you just like and I realize that it's a little different. Like, but could you imagine we us having like someone running our country being ten years old? I have a ten year old <clears throat> nephew and if he ran our country my brother, everybody would play Fortnite. My brother will be <laughs> my brother will be seven. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say Little baby. Little baby Edward. Oh my god. Um but things get worse. So uh he was only ten and he ruled until his death. In 1553, at the age of 15. How did he die? I don't know. Oh, actually, I think it was... I read somewhere that it was, like, tuberculosis or something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. None of the them... The good old TB. Yeah. Or was that... Was that Henry Fitzroy? I th- no, I think it was Edward. So he died at 15. Just a little baby. Um, so and he then, obviously didn't have children. Yeah, no. Um, and then after that, Henry's daughters, Mary and Elizabeth, would have their own shots at ruling. But that, my friend, is a hot mess for another podcast and so we do conclude this conversation about king henry the eighth and if again if ever there was someone who completely embodied the point of this podcast it was him like he was just a disaster from start to finish he really was also can we please do episodes on mary and elizabeth oh we're going to oh don't worry mary tudor is already on so elizabeth wasn't so much of a hot mess elizabeth was was and still is known as being one of the greatest queens that England has ever had. You know what? Then maybe we don't need to talk about a hot mess. We need to talk about how she fixed the hot mess. <laughs> yes. We, okay. So we'll talk about... We'll just keep going with the Tudor lineage. Maybe we'll combine an episode with Mary and Elizabeth. Because Mary, oof, she had some issues. Oh, God. I can't which, wait. Which, if you hear... I mean, you just heard about some basic parts of her life. So you can understand why she had some major I mean, issues. I my dad was like that, too. I probably... Well, yeah, I mean, removed from your mother at a very young age, hated by your father, declared illegitimate, became a lady. Um, oh, 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 also, I don't know how, like, legitimate this is, but I read somewhere, and I can't remember where, 
Um, it was one of my sources, but I can't remember exactly which one, that she was made illegitimate and then kept away from her mother and forced to serve as a lady-in-waiting to Princess Elizabeth after she was born. And son, daughter. Yeah. Um, they didn't like each other very much, as you can probably imagine. Oh um, but yeah, so Mary was, like, super Catholic and Elizabeth was super Protestant. And so that caused a bunch of problems for England. And we'll, we'll talk about it. Don't worry. Maybe maybe that'll be episode um, six, because this is four, so the fifth one's going to be yours, and then maybe... I I'll... was going to say, if you would write, like to continue, we can do that. I'm sure we can find a bunch of... I'm unless saying, you would like to take a break. I have a ton of homework next week, so okay. I would probably be okay with you doing next week's episode. Okay. But we'll take, take a little break and then come back to it. It'll okay. be fine. So, yeah, I, I love reading about the tutors because they're just so dramatic they have so many issues all the time those royals during that time are just it's so fascinating to me especially especially something as simple as the fact that he didn't like the painting or he liked the painting of his soon-to-be wife more than he liked the actual person just kind of a culture shock of like oh yeah they didn't have just cameras yeah right and then i get to wondering about every portrait I've ever seen of anyone ever. Like how accurate it is? Yeah, I'm wondering. Just like, what did you actually look like? Right. I mean, King Henry VIII might not be as ugly as he looks in his <laughs> portraits. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the personality that makes him so ugly. I think that's why you think he's so atrocious. I think you're right. Yeah. But he's also very atrocious. Yeah. Ain't nobody pretty if you got an ugly personality. Period. So remember that, listeners. No, I'm just kidding. I feel like that's something that Tabitha Brown... Okay, wait. Okay. I already told you about... Tabitha Brown, right? I sent you, I told you, I was like, I found this woman on TikTok and yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, I'll yeah, ever yeah. need to go back to therapy, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I, I love her so much. Listeners, if you haven't, go go find Tabitha Brown on TikTok. If you don't have a TikTok, download it just for her. <laughs> Only follow her. She's amazing. She just, she just has, uh, I could just listen to her talk all day and she's just so sweet. <laughs> and she, I, I literally, I've watched, did you watch the video that I sent you? I watched her. some of it, yeah. Yeah, where she was like, your pain is valid. Yeah. I literally watch that every single night before I go to sleep. <laughs> I'm not joking. Every, ever since I found it, I have watched it every single night. I'm just like, thank you, Tabitha. My pain is valid. And thank I do you. need to. And then also she's an amazing vegan chef. And I see so many of her recipes. And I'm like, I want to make that. God. I want to do that. And also just the way she talks. She says Nori Fukaki. So cute. Nori Fukaki. <laughs> which like. I've never actually used while cooking before, but now I want to because she puts it in everything. I can't cook. Anyone who knows me knows that. I'll leave it at that. I could burn water. <laughs> so. I can cook. I just don't have the time. I Can we talk about the fact that now that the restaurant that I work in is open, I have three jobs. Yeah. I have three jobs, podcast, and I'm full-time in school. I don't know how you do that. I work 50 hours between two different stores, and I sleep for 100 hours. So I'm slowly losing my mind. I think that's why I'm so sick. I think I'm just... Yeah, take a break. Burn out. Take I mean, a break. Take a break. I have to work today. <laughs> and then I work all day tomorrow. I open at our job and then close at my restaurant. And then I'm going to edit this on Sunday. Speed edit. And also I ended up getting a little bit behind on my homework because I was so sick the other day. Mm. So. All but, right. All right, dudes. Well, we did it. There wasn't as much riffing in that one as I was kind of hoping for because I do think that this could have been a really hilarious like thing to talk about. But It's okay. We well, can always do a King Henry part two we could just and, talk about uh, some of the more ridiculous parts of him i think that would be amazing it would be amazing and then we'll just make it, fun of him yeah and hopefully i won't be dying puking my cuts out yeah the next time we record hopefully not, hopefully not. um all right 
pals, friends, spiders. If you're interested, you can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash hotmessesofhistory. Help us uh, quit our terrible job that we both have together. And maybe I can go down to not having three. That'd be cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at hotmessesofhistory. You can find us um, on Facebook. Again, the name of our Facebook page is just Hot Messes of History. Uh, you can email us at hmhpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I am Crystal. You can find me on Twitter and or Instagram at cmarecheck. Don't try to spell it. Just go find it. Uh, the Megan and I are the only accounts that the podcast account follows, so I made it very easy for you. Just go find the podcast account, follow it, go to its followers, or it's the people that it's following, and find yes. only me and Megan there and follow the both of us. Um, the only social that I'll allow you to follow me on is Instagram. You're a liar. You made your Twitter public. I'm going to remake it private. Oh, never mind. Yeah. All right. Yeah, don't follow Megan on Twitter. Yeah, ever. But my Instagram is Megan M. Cottell. You're not going to be able to spell it. Oh, yeah. Her name is Megan Cottell. And what's your mom's name? Shannon? Shannon, yeah. Shannon, if you're listening. <laughs> Her name is Megan Cottell. <laughs> I will never make that mistake again. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, okay. Yes, so you can find me on Instagram at Megan Egan. Egan? My name is Egan. No, Megan M. Cottell. You're not going to be able to spell it. So like like Crystal said, it's going to be under the socials of the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah. So so go find us there. Follow us. Um, be, be fun. Have safe. Oops. <laughs> be safe. Have fun. Wash your hands. Wash your damn hands. And uh, question everything. And don't forget to cite your shit. And uh, wash your damn hands. Wash your damn hands. And then sanitize. <laughs> Make sure you're if washing you can find your hands it. with warm water for at least 20 seconds. <laughs> sing happy birthday, birthday to yourself, yourself for two minutes. Yeah, right. Isn't it? Sing is happy it, birthday twice. Is it twice? two minutes? It's, tw- it's well, twice. Just, just wash your hands. Just don't listen to Megan. She's going to give you Rona, apparently. I said two minutes. And don't talk. I don't know. I have no idea. Two minutes is definitely longer than 20 seconds. <laughs> just, <laughs> just wash your hands. Just wash your hands. And then sanitize. If you can find the sanitizer. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>